Welcome to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yachts. And today I am posting the full interview with Lori Wyman. Once again, you can check out her, well, you can check out her book, The Organic Actor. Enjoy. Okay, I have a special guest with me today. I have an Ardios Award winner. She is the author of The Organic Actor. I am here with casting director, Lori Wyman. How are you doing? I am great. Thank you, Justin. I'm doing great. Awesome. Awesome. Wonderful. So I was fascinated with my research that you, um, you kind of came from a performing uh, background. Like your, your father was a pianist. And yeah, my, my mother was a music education, my, a music major, and she was a singer, really. My dad played the piano. My grandfather really was an amazing piano player. But mm. his sister was a concert violinist, like world-renowned concert violinist uh, and a uh, conductress of an all-woman symphony. Um, so I came from a very musical background. Yeah. Which is performing as well. Yeah. Did, did they push acting on you? Because you also did, you did plays and, or was that oh, just yeah, that was, just that was what I wanted. Yeah. That was what I wanted to do. I, uh, no, they never did that. Never, never, never did that. They, um, they just let me do whatever, but I loved, I loved performing and I loved, I loved anything pertaining to, to the industry. And, and it was exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Did you always have that work ethic that you've that you've always had? Um, I think it's gotten more intense as I've gotten older. Um, I always I mean, when I was in school, I I, you know, got good grades and I never not turned in homework. I never skipped school. You know, I, I was I was a good student in that respect. So um, I had that work ethic, if you will. And then anytime I had a job job, um, I never called in sick. I, I, I remember when I was uh, younger in my, in my career and I worked at a talent agency. <clears throat> and this is in the old days. And um, we were working with a photographer. And so the photographer needed a pull, meaning he needed a bunch of headshots and composites and things like that. And his office was like around the corner from where our office building was. So my my boss said to me, she said, do me a favor, take this package to this address, you know, down and around. Okay, so I did. I walked over, dropped it off, came back. I guess I came back in however long it took, five minutes. And when I came back, she looked at me, she goes, I can't believe you're here so fast. And I said, but he's just around the corner. And she said, oh, we've had other employees who have taken this package, you know, other packages to the same client and been gone a half an hour. And I looked at her, I said, a half an hour, it's around the corner, you know, like, yeah. and, that, and that's what they were used to. And I wanted to get back. I had work to do. So I, I guess I've always been, once you, I think once you find your passion, once you find what you love to do then you're all in, you know? And, and that, that was, that's my experience anyway. When I, people say to me, are you gonna retire? Or when are you gonna retire? I'm like, 
why? I love what I do. I love what I do all day, every day. When I finish exactly. with you, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch a bunch of self-tapes for the leads in a movie that I'm currently casting. Mm-hmm. That's like on my agenda today. I'm not not going to do that. That's yeah. on my schedule and I'm going to love it. And it's, it's, it's exciting. And tomorrow I'm going to do the same thing with the local characters. And, yeah. um, and I can't, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to do what I do now because of COVID and everything. I'm thrilled to be able to do what I do remotely. So yeah. if I'm in one state and you're in another state, you can still audition for me. You can do a self tape and send it into me. And that is amazing for me. I'm not, my world is no longer like that. My world is like that. It, it's so great. I mean, that's one of the things that technology has benefited from is that we have, you know, Zoom, you know, you can talk to somebody from over there. You can send self tapes. Um, you talked about in, in previous interviews of how, you know, you just have to send like a big VHS over and that was the tape. People don't realize that like, to get put on tape, it was a big deal because it big wasn't deal. easy. And it was and also, if you wanted to audition for me for a project that I was casting and you mm-hmm. lived in Atlanta, you would have come down and let me right. put you on tape. If you lived in Orlando or Tampa, you got in a car and you drove four or five hours. Um, mm-hmm. I had a friend who back in the 80s and 90s or 90s mostly um, and early 2000s, if he lived in, in South Florida, he would, uh, he auditioned for something in Wilmington, North Carolina, 12 hours up, 12 hours back. Atlanta, 12 hours up, 12 hours back. New Orleans, 14 hours over, 14. And mm-hmm. now it's an amazing, it's just, I love technology. You know, I don't come from the generation that grew up with temp technology. Yeah, I, I, you know, we didn't have that kind of technology when I was a kid. So I had to learn. And there were a lot of people of my generation of my who dropped out of the business because they either were not willing or couldn't comprehend the technology. Yeah, it's the same thing with actors. Actors will do that, too. Like they're like, oh, I don't want to. I shouldn't have to do that. I should just have to act. And then they kind of just drop out. And it's like, it's, you got to keep, keep up with the times. Things have changed. More is asked of you. It's very, very important that you do exactly what you just said. Keep up with the times. Like there's something called actor's access. I'm sure you're familiar with actor's access. (laughs) So in order for you to audition for me and my projects, you have to have an updated actor's access profile. Then when we send you the invitation, which you will get through actor's access, you need to know how to check that so that you know when you get an actor's access invitation. Then you have to do the self-tape and then you have to upload it to actor's access. And how many people, and I know how many people have done that and forgot to hit the submit button. Why? Uh-huh. So, uh, so we, don't, yeah, I don't... we don't get. I was just talking to my uh, to my associate this morning, and I said to her, 
you know, we're missing some people for the leads. She goes, yeah, I'm going to email them all again because it's possible that they self-take because they didn't decline the, the audition. Yeah. They didn't decline it, which means we should be getting an audition from them, but we didn't. And she said, I wonder how many of them did one thought they uploaded it. Yeah. But forgot that last submit button. And, and did they uh, click um, the uh, the thing that says, uh, yes, I, I want to send a, a self tapes. Now it's not just, you know, you can decline or accept. And confirm or decline. Yeah, yeah confirm. Yeah, it, exactly. So um, it's there's a lot of little little technology. I, I taught a class this past Saturday. And while I taught it about uh, how to audition for one line and movies and TV yeah. shows, I also talked about actors access and I also talked about their profile and I said to them you guys need to this is this is part of it and another part of it is labeling your self-tape so if you don't label it the way the casting director specifies like your first name your last name underscore your agent's name hyphen the character you're reading for or whatever the instructions are yeah. If you won't do that correctly, there are casting directors who will not see. Yeah. There was a young man who auditioned for a TV show I was doing a couple of years ago. And I always ask when they label it to put their name and to put their agent's name, just so I know mm. how to find it. Yeah. And sometimes people are not articulate when they say their name. So my name is Lori Wyman and it might come out something like, hi, my name is Lori Wyman. <laughs> what did they say? So I go back and I, I could listen to it three, four times and, and I go, well, whatever, I'll just, I'll yeah. just look at the way they labeled it. Well, this young man did not say uh, his agent and his name was kind of difficult to understand. So I went to see the label and he said his name when he said it, he said his name, he did not say his agent. What he did say was, and I live in Miami which helps me not at all. Oh, okay. So, we were looking right. for this guy in Miami. We'll look him up in the phone book. Exactly, right? <laughs> so I look at the labeling and the label said something like 1234.mov. I had no option but to move on to the next person. Yeah, what, what, what can you do? I mean, that's part Nothing. of the instructions. It teaches you the discipline. You got to... Got to upload it. You got to make sure you press submit. You tell that story about the guy who drove, uh, or no, no, he's like the kids, the kids class that somebody came in and they forgot, they took the wrong bag. They drove four hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you, he's like, well, these what do you want us to do? Check. Exactly. You should check these things because, yeah, because, you know, something as simple as forgetting to hit the submit button. That's a big one that a lot of people do. I'll tell you another yeah. big one that people do. So let's say I send you four pages of dialogue. Yeah. And it will say at the top, one of four, two, next page, two of four, next page, yeah. three of four, next page, four of four. Okay. And they only get three pages. So they only do three pages. And do you know how many people, when I said you, you, you left out the last page, do you know how many people have said the reason they left out the last page was because they didn't realize their printer ran out of paper? Yeah, that's not an excuse. 
but but that Keep but that's yeah. <laughs> but that's their reason. So when they only got three pages, they assumed that we labeled it incorrectly, and that's yeah. why they only got three pages. And then we come to find out, and that happens to be a reason that a lot of people have given. My printer ran out of paper, so it only printed three pages. So is that like the dog not, ate my homework? <laughs> but these are not even like. These are not even reasons to not be included in an audition. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you're you're already shooting yourself. You're already showing you're kind of hard to work with because you're like, are they going to be reliable? Are they going to show up on the set? Because they didn't they're even check to see if they're printer. Yeah, they're not paying attention, and 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 I think people might get a little nervous at the whole process. I get that, but I was telling my class on Saturday. If it says one of four, you better have four pages. And if you don't have four pages, check the printer, check everything. Yeah. And if all else fails, call your agent and say, I only got three pages. Where's the fourth? And maybe you'll come to find out, oh, the casting director labeled it incorrectly. Or, oh, yeah, it okay, is okay. only three. Whatever. But just but yeah. do your homework. Yeah. Where they do exactly. your due diligence, you know? It's amazing. Do but you talk about that in the book? Do you think a lot of actors, in some ways, are intentionally self-sabotaging, without them even knowing? Not, in, not intentionally, but what I think is, they get so jammed up in their brain, they get so nervous in their head that they're not thinking clearly. I am. Um, I'll tell you some, a funny thing. I may have mentioned this in the book. I'm not sure. Um, one day a little girl came into audition for me and she had 10 pages of dialogue. And at the upper right-hand corner, it said one of 10, two of 10, three of 10, four of 10. So, you know, and then the page numbers on the actual, uh, uh, on the actual script, you know, were in, in an order for some yeah. reason. And I don't know why. And the it's mother worked backwards. <laughs> she learned it. She learned 10 pages backwards. So I had an actor, when I told that story in a class, he started to laugh. He thought that was the funniest thing. How stupid can somebody be? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah, it's in the book. So he, right? So he goes out to LA, this guy. I don't know if this part is in it because this was kind of like a follow-up. Yeah. He goes out to Los Angeles and he's staying at a hotel and he gets a big, long set of sides and he has it sent to the fax machine yeah. of the hotel. The hotel gets the pages, puts them together, yeah. paper clips them, staples them, hands them to the actor. The actor learns them in the order that the concierge gave it to him. He doesn't check the page numbers. What, he what doesn't he, check. What, and he memorized he, all yeah. his pages backwards. But wouldn't he notice when he's reading the when you read it, it the sense? first time that doesn't really make or is he just doing what a lot of actors do just memorizing his lines and not actually reading it i don't know the answer to that question because that i've said the same thing did it did it did it make sense to you and you know <laughs> their answer and, and he's not the only I've, I've had it happen numerous times i said didn't it like sound he said it did but i didn't question it 
crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you've got to question it. I mean, what are you doing? If, right. you, if you don't have that questioning part of your brain on when you're reading things, then how are you going to, I don't know, I don't understand that. One thing I wanted to talk about with, with the, uh, the one line um, aspect, you talk a little bit about it in the book and I don't want to kind of bury the, the lead because I know that's your class. Um, oh, no, fine. Are, you, are you talking about, um, do you kind of teach it that way in a way to teach them dramatic structure? Is that, is that is that kind of what you're teaching? Yeah, there there is a formula. And it's mm. interesting because when I explain it to the people in the class and they watch it back, it makes perfect sense. And they always say to me, they go, well, when you do it, it looks so easy. I go, because it is easy. Yeah. But you guys are overthinking and you're making yourselves crazy. So when you get a set of sides, and we'll, we'll say one liner, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of it. You wanna create a beginning, a middle and an end. Yeah. It's not just structure. delivering the one line. It's not just bleh, and delivering one line. It's creating the beginning, whatever that might be. It might be walking into it. It might be calling to somebody, whatever it might be. Then you do your little bit of dialogue, whatever that is. And then you have your ending. You don't just stop the audition. You actually like, follow through you do whatever the ending might make sense yeah. Now, yeah if you have one line and there's a lead in line to your one line or an exit line to your one line so you do something you know here here's your here's your sandwich mr jones yeah yeah the and then mr thing. jones says oh thank you justin you don't just stand there what would you do if you handed somebody something and they said, thank you? You would nod, you would smile. Do you know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah, there would be an understanding of it. It's not just, here are the files. Because then it would and just then be, then it's gone. You have to create like it's a whole little, I call it a mini scene. So this yeah. girl did, did one of these over the weekend. And she did not have anybody read the other line. Mm. And then she said to me, my acting teacher told me that you don't do the other lines. I'm only supposed to deliver the one line. And I said to her, time to find a new acting teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, but I, I like her. I said, well, you can like her fine, but she's giving you bad advice. And then you're going to go audition following that bad advice. I said, and we had just watched, I don't know, you know, 15, 20 of these auditions. I said, do you understand why it is important? I know, I know. I said, you see, right? I see. I said, well, maybe you can enlighten her. I said, but the idea is she's, she's the one who's supposed to be. So then that led me to, and it leads me to, to saying to you as well, do your homework when you hire an acting coach. Make sure that you're not hiring somebody you know, I say, you know, there's a lot of actors who teach and there's nothing wrong with actors who teach. But what I say is make sure that they book too. Because if there's an actor who teaches and they never book anything, well, then I wouldn't want to say, like, it would be like trying to take uh, exercise and nutrition advice from somebody who's over 300 pounds. Do you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't yeah. find some unhealthy, overweight, Burger King eating 
pardon me, Burger King, yeah. but you know what I mean, um, person to guide you on health and fitness. Yeah. So what, why what, would you have? What, what, one thing I'd add to that is a lot of acting teachers will have you come in. And if it's one line, they'll want you to show a bunch of range. And it's like, no, it's not the time. And that's something I learned from, from me. It's like, it's, it's not really about, we just want you to come in and play the role. And we don't want you to, you tell the story about the Barry Sonnenfeld where, you know, he came in, you know, I don't want actors, no actors, you know, so, you yeah. know, but I want twins and you kind of, you, you play right. the little trick on them, and but we had they to, want, yeah. They, don't they want that, yeah. They want that authentic birth. They don't want to see you. They don't want to see you doing the acting. You also tell the story of the guy who you guys made up and everything. And then he comes in and he essentially kills his whole any chance of the audition by saying, oh, these aren't real. Oh, this, this isn't, isn't real. real. This isn't real. This isn't real. Oh, this is it's, not real. And he, he, it's like, he went to such great lengths and he was, he was a good actor and yeah. he looked wonderful. I mean, all he had to do was just stay in character. But in front of the producer and the director, he systematically undid his whole persona. Uh, I'm really I, a nice guy. <laughs> Why would you do that? We are looking when we hire actors. I mean, obviously, you know that, you know, Dustin yeah. Hoffman is not autistic like Rain Man. And, yeah. and you know that, you know, you, you, you realize that. But when you're booking yeah. local roles or guest star roles or, you know, just the, the, those kinds of roles and you go into audition or you, you, you know, send in a self tape, you want to make sure that you embody that character from the time you open your mouth or the time you step on, on camera until the time it's off. We wanna believe that you really are a this yeah. or that. Because we need that to show up on set and we, right. can't, we don't have time for you to find the character. And that's why a lot of times, okay, I was gonna yeah. say a lot of times we'll hire a real police officer. Like, there are a lot of people who obviously they act, but they are on their other job, a police officer, yeah. a nurse, a paramedic, you know. And so when we hire a real police officer for the role of a cop, well, we're not having them do a, a whole big production. It might only be a line or two, but we believe that, well, they'll really know how to say this as, as a real cop would say it. Or if they have to perform CPR, a paramedic or you know a fireman, whatever, a real one would know how to you know how many beats to do yeah. the CPR. And so even if you are not, I remember I had a guy he auditioned for a paramedic, mm -hmm. and they had said to themselves, "We would really love to find a real paramedic." And this guy was not a paramedic; he was an actor. So he didn't feel comfortable lying to the client by saying, well, I am a paramedic because just in case they call them yeah. out on it, he didn't. And so they said, uh, are you a real paramedic? He goes, my brother is, and I go on runs with him and I follow him around and I watch what he does. And I know, so that made them feel more, oh, okay. So this yeah. guy knows his way around. He wasn't going to be performing any procedures on anybody, yeah. but they felt comfortable 
Like, oh, this guy knows his way around a paramedic. You know what I'm saying? Do you think it's gotten to that point because actors have kind of failed them so many times in the past when they did trust when they did trust it? Like in some ways it is the actor's fault that like we can't trust you to show up as a character and then and then we need to see the character and only see the character. Well, no. Well, okay. So I was doing a TV series and we hired this girl as a dental hygienist. She is not a dental hygienist, she's an actress. But we she did a very good audition. So we hired her as a dental hygienist. And she had to do whatever, however they do, you know, put the thing around the neck and open the mouth and look in the mouth. And yeah. And at the end, they ended up cutting her out or at least the visual of her out because she didn't know exactly how to put the thing on. She didn't know exactly how to put the mirror in the mouth, you know? So that's why it's important mm -hmm. for them to hire if they can, somebody who really is that because they won't have to get a technical advisor on the set. They won't have to, you know, if they get a real cop who knows how to hold a gun, who knows how to point it or knows whatever, they don't have to get a technical advisor to show the actor how to hold a gun and how to point it or whatever it might be. Yeah. So um, I always tell actors, if you have, not like I'm a, I'm a CPA, because <laughs> no, but if you're cop, nurse, paramedic, um, something along those lines, like golfers. Like oftentimes I do uh, commercials. I cast commercials as well. I recently did something where we needed golfers. And I said to the golfers, you're not going to play 18 holes of golf in a 60 second commercial. However, you need to know how to stand, how to hold the club, how to maybe how to putt, maybe how to swing. You, you need to know that. So that's why oftentimes clients like I'm, I'm doing something right now with golfers and the one of the qualifications is you have to be at least a 12 handicap. I guess they figured if they're at least a 12 handicap, they're going to know how to stand, yeah. how to hold the club, how to swing and all that. So there's some, you know, you can't just hire a pretty face and hope because yeah. see people who are really real with it, they'll, they'll they'll spot it like that. Yeah, it just it just it just it it's just, you know, secondhand nature. It's not like, you know, yeah. you watch Law and Order when they're talking about murder, they're not going, "Oh my god, there's a murder." It's like, no, it's every day. <laughs> it's blah, blah, not, blah. Exactly. You know, it's just yeah. and that's what they want. That that like just almost habit forming of just like, okay, we just go through the motions. Yeah. An actor is going to go you know, start, you know, doing the camera yeah. and everything. And it's like, no, just you got to make it as, as be a paramedic. You got to be real. Just be yeah. real with it. That's 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 what it is. Yeah. Do you feel it's better now? Because you, you talk about how the actors would like self-sabotage, would, would sabotage each other, you know, say, well, so-and-so said this, it keeps screaming, comes screaming in there. Well, you said said this is like I never said yeah, I that know, I've he told that. you he told you that is like it's like you're gonna believe him you know it's like yeah it's so amazing. do you think that's good uh, that well, that's no longer there yes because actors sabotage themselves plenty they don't need any help um 
but with the the self-taping they're not which is good they're not sitting in a room with a dozen people sitting around them who were in their same category who yeah. and, and and the actor nobody may be bothering them nobody but they will sabotage themselves like oh look at that she's prettier than i am she's yeah. younger than i am i like that i like what she's wearing better than what i'm wearing <laughs> oh her hair looks i mean you know what i'm saying like yeah they do that and, they've almost yeah. talked themselves out of uh no i'm not good and then when you come in the body language is going to say well they don't really like oh this. yeah 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 i i could i could probably sit here and tell you story after story i have one talking about sabotaging i was doing an in-person casting and i was looking for an older gentleman for whatever role i don't remember and earlier in the day i had seen a man an actor who was somewhat of a celebrity this this was mm. hispanic and this particular man was somewhat of a bigger name celebrity mm. in that in that field. Yeah. So an hour or so later, another man comes in. And what he did, which many actors do, is they, they would scroll through the sign-in sheet. Let me see who else auditioned, which is really bad for the brain. Don't do yeah. that. No. Yeah, don't do don't that. Do. Doesn't matter who else auditioned. Yeah. But he he's scrolling through and he says to me, I'm not auditioning. I said, why? He said, because look who auditioned. How do I compare myself to him? I said, you don't have to compare yourself to him. Yes, I do, because he's going to get it. And there's no, no chance of my getting it. And, I, and what I didn't tell that second actor, because I didn't feel like it was my place. Yeah. Is that the star, the celebrity guy, when he auditioned for me, he actually currently at that point had Parkinson's disease. So his voice mm. was shaky. His hands were shaky. He was... Yeah. He was no way going to book it, but it wasn't my place to say to that second yeah, actor, no, yeah. oh, don't worry about him. He's got Parkinson's. That's not my place. But I just kept saying to that second actor, you never know. You never know. You've got to audition. You never know. You never know. And, yeah. and, and I knew. So, Dude. so when you, when you think in your mind, I don't have a chance, first of all, you're putting negative energy out into the universe, which I don't like, but also you, you don't know. I interviewed for a movie once. I was interviewing for a movie and the way it happened was I had to meet the client at the hotel and they were also interviewing another casting director at the same time. So that casting director was sitting like across the lobby and I was sitting on this side of the lobby. And so I could hear, and, and their, their interview was first. So I could hear their whole conversation. I heard the whole conversation and they were talking to them. Oh my gosh, we're so excited to meet you. And we're so happy. We can't wait to work with you. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm sitting on my side and I thought, I have nothing to lose. So they finish with the other interview and they're waving. Oh, we'll see you on set. Bye. Can't wait. You know, that kind of stuff. So now I'm really feeling like, oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. But I'm not feeling <laughs> like poor me or anything like that. I'm just feeling like, well, I'm going to have a good time on this interview because 
I have nothing to lose, right? So the other casting director leaves and the person I'm supposed to meet starts to walk away. And I, I think his name is Joe. I want to say Joe. So I holler across the lobby, Joe. And he turns around. I go, my turn. <laughs> when he turned around, like the look on his face was like, like, ugh, like the last thing he wanted to do was meet me. So he sits down. He proceeds to tell me how he's tired, how he flew in last night from LA and he had jet lag and how it was, it basically was like, okay, let's get this. The opposite going. of what happened that you were listening oh, to. No. So I'm like, in my brain, I'm laughing. I'm smiling and I'm laughing because I'm thinking, I'm just going to be like my fun self. I'm not going to feel like I'm on, oh, I better be behave because yeah. in my mind, I'm like, ah, they're not going to hire me anyway. So I'm just going to be the cocky Lori. So they go, <laughs> so the guy goes, well, we're looking for this and we're looking for this and we're looking for this. And I said, oh yeah, I got it. And what it was, was they were looking for 1980s cars. And I had just finished casting Marley and me. And Marley and me took place in the 80s. So I had a file folder of like, this is before, you know, the internet, but you know, where you could Google, where you could, there was no Facebook. So you couldn't put on Facebook, hey guys, and you could, you know, so you took Polaroids and you put them in a notebook. And I had a notebook like that with 1980s cars. So I'm talking to this guy and he goes, well, we really need 1980s cars. I go, yeah, I got a bunch. And he goes, you have a bunch? What do you mean? So I tell him, I just did this movie. I said, I got a book like this. I said, I have more 1980s cars than you will find anywhere down here. He woke up. He goes, you do? Yeah, you do? I said, "Uh uh-huh. He goes, hold on a minute. And he hollers for some producer, hey, and he yells, hey. I'm going to give you a serious audition. (laughs) And he goes, she's got cars. She's got cars. So I got the movie. Yeah. I booked the movie. There it goes. You never know. Right. So I could have, I could have seen what they said to her or the other casting director. I could have seen how much they were, you know, having a love fest over there. I could have seen that he walked away and I could have just sat there and put my tail between my legs and gone, oh, wow. At one point he looks at me and he goes, like, so condescending. He goes, what was your name again? (laughs) And I look at him, I go, it still is. It still is my name. You know, and in my brain, I'm laughing and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, look at how astounding this is. These people are like treating me like I'm a 10th class citizen. Yeah. Like, like (laughs) I didn't just drive almost an hour to get here in rush hour traffic so I could meet with you an hour late because they were running late. So I got there on time, but they were running an hour late. And I just thought, just give it everything you got, Laura. So that example is, I imagine actors experience that as well. Do not yeah. let what you're watching, because you don't know, you don't know, and you've got to go for it 100%. And I could, again, tell you more stories in that vein as well, yeah. but you get the idea. Yeah. Do, do you think Do you think part of that, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you're driving in traffic, somebody cuts you off, you automatically think that person cuts you off 
just to, you know, just to screw with you. Instead of thinking, maybe they're late somewhere. Maybe they're doing the same thing you're doing. We never think like that. We always think like they attacked us. But if we make a mistake, oh, it's okay. I just made the mistake. So we do the yeah, When I do it, opposite. it's okay. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's funny. Amazing. And it's not funny, funny, but it's, it's funny. We talk about that. I was driving uh, to the office one morning and I'm at a red light. And then at that red light, you take a left. And there's a car behind me and there's a car in front of me. And so the light turns green, I can't go. The guy behind me is beep, 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 beep. I mean, and I'm watching him in my rear view mirror. He's banging the steering wheel. The look on his face was like, 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 like that. And I'm looking in the rear view mirror. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy was out of control, out of control, crazy. He finally pulls out, cuts in front of me and goes flying. Well, now I'm intrigued. So I go, and now I'm going to follow him because I'm like, where in the world are you going, you lunatic? I mean, you, yeah. it, the look, and you, like you said, you don't know. He pulled into a funeral parlor. Oh. And there were a lot of cars, and there were a lot of cars there. So it was a funeral that was about to happen. Was it his mom? What is it? Was it his wife? What is? Yeah. Was it his child? Was it? it? And and that that taught me a lot that day. That yeah. you never know what somebody else is going through. You never know when you see somebody that out of control. It's like what's yeah. going on there? They he, he he didn't know me, so he wasn't mad at Lori, you know. And I see that sometimes with auditions when um i had a, an actress send me an email recently i do this thing on thursdays uh the first thursday of every month it's called Lori wyman's office hours i don't know if you've ever participated or whatever uh so i'm doing it uh day after tomorrow uh which will be the first thursday of of, of the month i do Lori wyman's office hours and it started at the beginning of the pandemic. And I used to do it every single Thursday. I did it every single Thursday for one and one half years. Mm. It, there's no charge. It is a Zoom and a Facebook Live of me with the actors, Q&A. And I did it at the very beginning of the pandemic to keep us all connected. Yeah. Because as important as it was for the actors to stay connected, it was important for me to stay connected as well. It was important for me to say, hi everyone, and how are you? And I did it every Thursday for like I said, a year and a half and I had guests. I had friends of mine who were other casting directors, friends of mine who were agents, friends of mine who were teachers, uh, friends of mine who were coaches. And I brought every week, it was either, I did it like a Q and A. Some weeks I did a spiritual day because sometimes people were falling apart. And this was a, a period of time where that week or two, there were like several people who had committed suicide. It's like, okay, I think we need like a mental health check-in. So yeah. after a year and a half, so last year, I it, it was a lot for me. I mean, I don't charge, it's free. Like I said, it, it, yeah. I, I wasn't like I was trying to make money on it. It was just the main purpose is just, just to keep staying connected. Keep it from, yeah 
keep us, keep us going, keep us going. Cause God knows what's happening. Just let's keep yeah. ourselves going. So last year in June, I changed it to the first Thursday of every month. And I love doing it. And about a yeah. month or two ago, talking about the insecurities is what it is. One of the actresses whom I've cast in TV shows and movies, she's an older actress, but she's very good. And I've cast her several times. She's taken some classes with me and she's on office hours almost every time. Well, at the end of office hours, after the, everything's over, I turn, my, I turn the, the Facebook Live off and I see who's on the Zoom. And I go, oh, hi, Susie. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Bob. You know, it's just like, yeah. like a personal thing. I do it for five minutes and I go, well, apparently I didn't say hello to her because I, I guess I didn't see her. You know, this, you know what those squares look like. They're teeny tiny. And, yeah, and, yeah. and if there's like four pages of people, I don't yeah. get to everybody. And she wrote me this long email. And what did I do? And did I? did I upset you? And I don't know what I did. And how come you didn't say hello? And I'm like, whoa, that was yeah. just it's like, breathe. But they created this whole story in their head of like, you Correct. deceived me. What That's did I do? And, and I say, and I share that with you because I actually was thinking about it because I have my office hours this week. It's something I want to talk about is the, the, um, insecurities that actors experience yeah. and you never know like this poor man behind me in the car who ended up in a funeral home um i mean ended up going to a funeral home you don't know i didn't see her plain and simple no motive exactly. no ulterior motivation nothing but so, instead we're wired to go no she didn't see me she doesn't like me there's something about I I did something I, wrong. I did something wrong, and it's like don't do that stuff. That's that's crippling. Don't do that to that yourself. Don't cripple, do that. That will cripple you. Um, right. That's why it's meditation just... is so important to be one with oneself when things are falling apart. I mean, I was yes. falling apart last Friday when we had our our problems. <laughs> right. Like... And and so what? <laughs> and and actually, it was good because. For me, it was yeah. like, oh, I know I was getting, I'm going to change my shirt. I'll do my hair. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is great for me. Yeah. This, this is much better. Um, what do you think? Because I wrote this down. Do you feel that with, with uh, actors, it's almost like dogs when they go to the vet? It's like, it's just built in this nervous energy. Fear. It's just like, yeah, fear. It's just like, yeah. It's <laughs> the like way a dog shakes. Yeah. Uh, what did you just say? Did you just say they don't shake? Wait, Did what? you say that? Wait, no, 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 no. I said they start shaking. Yeah, well, you know, okay. like, like I'm gonna show you something. I'm I'm gonna show you something. Yeah. yeah, let me. Okay. I had an actor audition. This is why you also don't hold a piece of paper when you're I had an actor stand in front of me in the room. Yeah. And this is what I saw, and I am not exaggerating. Yeah, that's that's and like, I went up to him and I went, stop it. Oh, and no. I was like, I said, calm down, calm down. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, Justin. They are terrified, terrified, yeah. terrified, terrified. I had had somebody 
I have had somebody pass out in front of me. I have had people had to have to lay down. I have had actors come in that their mouth is so dry. You know, sometimes people get dry mouth when they get nervous that they, they can't, they can't talk. I'm like, okay, calm down, breathe, relax. I have had people that have gotten so nervous in front of me. I said, go out in the waiting room, go get a drink of water, breathe and come back when you're ready. And they leave. They never come back. That's another reason I love self-taping. So here's the pluses and minuses of self-taping. So why I love self-taping is because an actor can do it at home. They can do it on their own time. Um, they don't have to, you know, they can breathe, they can take a, they can relax. And then they can send in a self-tape. They can do, they can tape 10 times and watch each one go, oh, I like that one. The problem for me with that is if there is a nervous Nelly, I may not know it. So they book a self-taping, they send it, and then they show up on the set. What so they say, action, action. And they're just like, freeze. <laughs> and people tell me, you know, and I always get the phone call. Don't hire that. That happened on Bloodline. This guy did a great self-tape. Great, great, great. Yeah. And booked him. And when he got to the set, blah, 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 blah. And they, and it was supposed to be a recurring role. So he, he lost that. We had to recast it. The casting director from Los Angeles called me and said, you cannot read him again, Lori. He's, he doesn't perform on set. He freaks out. And that was terrible. But so that's the downside for me for self-taping is I don't know how many takes you took to get (laughs) to that one perfect self-tape you this know is the saying? 90th take <laughs> sorry i said this is the yeah this was the 90th take that we did right and i and i don't know that because no, i mean if you're if you're coming into my office and i see two take three take four take i go all right we got a problem here yeah. but i'm only getting your perfect take and like you said i don't know how many takes it took to get to that one perfect take. So I've really honestly, thank goodness, not had many of those at all, a couple over the years, but um, it's part of it. Do, do you think it's a lack of, like I've always thought, is it paralysis by analysis? Is it too much training? Is it a lack of training? Is it just the mind? It's not too much I mean, training. I, I really don't think you can train too much. No, Not I don't either. Because actors, big, 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 big actors will bring their um, acting coach to set Absolutely. with them. So, you know, the likes of a Brad Pitt still studies with his acting coach. Um, I was doing a series years ago called Ballers. I don't know if it's still mm-hmm. on, but big, big series. A lot of big Yeah, The Rock. And the Rock was in it, Dwayne, yeah. Yeah. And- um, one of the girls who was a series regular, when when one of the seasons was coming to an end, she asked me, this is 
obviously before the pandemic, she asked if she could come into my office and would I put her on tape for some project? I said, sure. So she came into the office and we were chatting and she was almost done shooting in Miami for that season. And I said, where do you go now? Or she goes, oh, I go back to LA. And I said, and what are you going to do? And I knew the answer. I wanted, I wanted to hear her mouth say it. I said, and what are you going to do? She said, I'm going right back to my acting class. Now, here was a girl who had been studying for years. Here was a girl who had just finished. It was either her first or second season as a series regular. Mm, yeah. This and never knew too much training. She was going. It's like when a football team wins the Super Bowl. What do you think they go? Okay, right back, we, we don't have right to train back to training. Of course, same with acting. You can you can see the discipline that an actor should do by watching sports. Uh, you know, greats. Uh, every day, so, a little bit. Every day, a little Serena bit. Serena Williams is on the court. I, I read this whole article she had written. She said, "I would be on the court." four hours every day. This was after this woman had already won Wimbledon, US Open, French Open. And she said, my friends would say to me, why, what are you doing four hours a day on the court? You don't need this. And she's like, why do you think I'm number one? How do you think I got to number one? And I wanna stay number one. And it's the same idea with uh, actors. These people don't study until they book a role and then they go, I got it. That's yeah. when they amp up. They amp up their and, training. And the, the, the problem is though, like during the pandemic, you know, I, was, I still study. You got to always be studying, yes. you know, and, and actors, I get in arguments with them. Like, well, you know, I went to school. I did it. That's enough. Like, no, it's not. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. No, this is an ongoing <laughs> thing. This is an on, it's like the technology. You know, I learned how to send a fax. Why do I have to learn how to scan and send sides a different way? You know, Things all fax is all but gone. I learned how to do three quarter inch tapes. You know, those, do you remember those big giant, giant thick, big, and then I learned how to do VHS tapes. And then I learned how to do DVDs. And then I learned how to do mini DVs. And then I learned how to take the wire from the camera and stick it into the computer, blah, blah, blah. And now I learned how to do it on my iPhone and and stick it into a wee transfer and and send it you know and there'll be something new and different in next year i don't know what that is you know but there'll be something new and and i remember when i learned zoom i learned zoom 3 years before the pandemic i learned zoom and the reason i learned zoom is because i wanted to be able to teach classes to more people because I used right. to teach in a studio. So I would teach in a studio in Miami or I would teach in a studio in, in uh, Orlando or I would teach in a studio in Jacksonville or Naples. You know, I would go to different places. But when I would go to those places, I really could only 
access the people who were in that location. Yeah. yeah and then absolutely. about three years before the pandemic, I said, I'm going to learn Zoom. I'm going to learn how to do Zoom so that I can teach someone in New York or oh. someone in California or someone in Canada. I have a girl who's taken a couple classes with me who's in uh, South Africa and yeah. another one who's in Australia and and people who are on airplanes who get the Wi-Fi of taking classes with me from the airplane. And I learned Zoom three years before the pandemic. And let me tell you something, it broke my brain. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. This is so hard. This is so hard. Because nobody was doing it so much. And I, yeah. I, and let me tell you, all day long, I would holler into my assistants and I'd say, I'm sending you a Zoom invite. You know, so go yeah. on at two o'clock and and then I learned it. And then through the pandemic, I learned more and more and more and more. And during the pandemic, I was tech support for my friends for Zoom because I had already learned I it. You know? I believe it. And and in and in another year there might be something else. Yeah, you'll learn know. that. And and we'll learn that. And that's that's what actors have to know. You've got, because the acting of today is nothing like the acting was in the 1940s or 50, you know, back then it was, oh, I love you. Yeah. It was overacting. Oh, you, yeah, you, it's very presentational. Very. You do something like that today. Today, no, everything would, is- small. Unless it's comedy. Unless it's comedy. It would have to be Less comedic, is you know. more. Keep it real. Less is more. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't overact it. Don't overact it with your eyes. Don't, yeah. you know, don't do that. Don't do that. Just be, just so, be you as much as possible until correct. you need to add more to that. Correct. Why do you think, do you think it's the times we're living in that actors don't do more work? Or do you, what, what do you think it is? What is causing, is it technology? What, why is, why are they reluctant to work on? Lazy, laziness. Uh, we are in a, in, a, in a time now, I believe, that a lot of people expect things to be handed to them and they don't want to do the work. Yeah. They, um, they are in the generation, or we are, all of us, of things that are immediate gratification. Mm. We, uh, if, if it takes more than 30 seconds to open an email, we're frustrated. Yeah. There's a lot of immediate gratification. You're not going to learn how to act. I had a gentleman who took a class with me, and this is a good example. This guy was a guitar player mm. and he wanted to be an actor. So he took a class with me like for, for a weekend. This guy was a phenomenal guitar player. This guy knew guitar inside. He was he was equal to any any guitar player out there, yeah. any big guitar player out there. And one day he and and I mean he could pick up a guitar and do anything with it. And one day he called me and he expressed his frustration. I said, "What's the matter?" He said, "I'm not booking anything." 
acting. I said, well, other than my class, have you taken any other acting classes? He said, no. I said, um, well, let me ask you a question. Did you study your guitar for like a day and get to where you're at? He was like, no. I said, how long did you study? Well, I started studying when I was eight. And I would practice the guitar hours and hours and hours every day, day after day, year after year, into my teens, into my 20s. I said, do you think that's what made you the phenomenal guitar player you are today? Of course. He said, then how pompous of you to think that you were going to take one weekend workshop and be this great actor. Exactly. That, But you see, and I'll tell you something else that I think. When we watch TV or we watch movies, the people who are really good make it look so easy. How easy hard is it to talk to you? I'm talking to you now. I sound natural. I'm not overacting it. My face is not dancing all over the, the, the video here. It's easy. How hard is it to talk to you? I watched a movie the other night with uh, Jessica Chastain and Idris Elba called Molly's Game. I love that movie. Such a right? great film. Great so movie. Good. I watched the acting. I watched the movie, but I actually watched the acting. And I watched her and I watched him. Their acting, the monologues. And I'm like, Wow, it was so hard. I mean, they made it look so easy, but it was so hard what they were doing. I mean, she graduated from Juilliard. And it's Sorkin. Was, yeah, That's Sorkin. The hard, some of the hardest artists, you know, he wrote it. Brilliant. And I said to myself, I'd love to get some of those monologues and give those to people and go, go. She went to Juilliard. She did. And 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 same with Oscar you know, Isaac. She went, she was in his class. Do you know what who cast Oscar Isaac in his first and second movie? I think I think you're gonna tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was me. It was I met I think I, I know met, which one it is. Well, he did all about the Benjamins. That's what it, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah. Uh, Big Trouble. And he did Big Trouble. And I'll tell you, I don't even know if he knows this story, but um, the director of Big Trouble was Barry Sonnenfeld. Sonnenfeld, yeah. And I love Oscar. Oscar took my class, my little class for the weekend. And I said to myself, yeah. this kid is good. So I brought Oscar in to read for Big Trouble. And he does his audition and he leaves. And I loved Oscar. I just thought he was so talented. Yeah. And Barry says to me, nah, I don't like him. I said, you don't like him? I said, I think he's great. Nah, I don't know. I don't think I like him. And I said, well, he's good enough for Juilliard. And he looks at me and goes, whoa, 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 whoa. What did you say? I said, he's good enough for Juilliard. Rewind that tape. Let me watch that again. And that's how Oscar booked that movie. I don't even know that he knows that. That's because that's it's so like, awesome. what are you kidding? You're, are you, what are you telling me? He's good enough for Juilliard. He's not good enough to, to, to play a one-line role. Yeah. Come on, he's great. 
And that's how Oscar booked that. Yeah. And, and Oscar used to hang around my office all the time. God bless him. I am so monumentally proud of him. I look at him as like one of my babies because yeah. when he was young and he started out and yeah, and he's done so well with his most, a most violent year. He was so good in that. Him, and that's yeah. the movie with Jessica Chastain as well. I mean, they're, well, he did, he did the um, scenes from a marriage. With and Jessica. they did. I still have it. I still haven't watched that yet. Yeah, I, I, I watched. I think it was like four or five segments. Yeah, yeah I watched it because I, I love both of them. And yeah. um, and they, yeah, they met in school. They they both went to Juilliard together, which is amazing. They did. But yeah, but they these did. people don't stop training just because of I'm exactly. I you am sure. To train even more. That's that's right. Well, it's like bodybuilding. If exactly. you become, you know, you get your body in shape, you 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 diet down, you you bulk, you get your body in shape, you go work out, and then you go enter one of those contests, and you win. What you happens? Keep going, do it again. What happens if you stop training? You stop eating? You stop doing all of that? What do you think you're going to stay in shape? No, you're not going to stay in shape. It's the same. You become like. You become Mike Tyson when he faced uh, Buster Douglas. <laughs> he just decided, oh, I've got it. And like, no. Yeah, don't. no. <laughs> but that's but that's a thing. So I think that people watch other people who make it look easy. You know, there's there's a um, there's a I guess a, it's a visual, and it's a mm. picture of a and you've probably seen it's a picture of like a mountain, and. This little part up here is a is above the water, mm. and all of this is below the water, and all mm. all of this talks about everything that somebody goes through to accomplish their greatness. So the greatness, all we see is this. We don't yeah. see all of this that it took to get here. You know, we don't see, we don't see the work. So because of that, because we don't see the work when they succeed, we just we see just the success. Yeah, we just assume that it was overnight. Easy. It's very sad. But you mentioned Big Trouble and uh, that's a film, it's a very sad story because that's the film that got hurt by uh, 9-11 is they had the flight, uh, they had the plane scene. Yeah, the plane scene, and like, I remember seeing trailers, and it's like you never saw it come out. And then looking back, yeah, like I've seen it. I'm they were talking about hijacking, TV. right? They were talking about hijacking a yeah. plane and bringing a bomb on a plane. It was a comedy, but it wasn't yeah. so funny. You're right. You are 100 percent right. And and I think it's an underrated comedy. It's got Rene Russo. It's got Tim Allen. You know, it's got um, so many Joe, Joe Warwick, Oscar um, Isaac, Oscar <laughs> Isaac. Uh, yeah. Tom no, Sizemore, Jean Garofalo, Verduga, Sophia Vergara. Yeah, she's in Sophia it. And, Vergara. Uh, Laura, yeah, she's that's that's like one of her first roles. She's in that. Um, yep. So many people are are in that movie, and it's like I don't think people. Tom Sizemore. Tom exactly. Sizemore. Yeah. Tom Sizemore. Uh, Zoe Deschanel. She's in that. Yeah, as well. Uh, yeah. The, the, the Ben, uh, I forget his, I forget his last name, but he's a really good actor. Uh, he was um, in the Three Ten to Huma uh, remake. 
But anyways, that okay. uh, talk, talk a little bit about uh, Big Trouble, what that was like. This I, I've always liked that movie. Okay, so that was, I don't remember if that was the first, second or third project I did with Barry, but I've done mm. a few projects with Barry Sonnenfeld, the director. And the kind of acting that he likes or the kind of delivery, I should say, is fast and flat, fast and flat. So when the actors would come in to pre-read with me at the time, I would say it's gotta be fast and flat, fast and flat, fast and flat. And the faster and the flatter, the better. And um, so it was hard for those actors because in order to deliver dialogue fast and flat, you must be a million percent memorized. You So you need to invest the time, effort, and energy into learning that dialogue. You can't wing it and you can't come in and read it. You know, that you huh. can't do. You can't read it. You have- It's gotta got to feel natural. It's got, and right. So uh, that's what made, I mean, great acting. We booked some great people. But that's what made the audition that much more difficult because I was pushing those actors and pushing. And there were some actors who, who on the pre-read said, I can't do it. And, and like, you know, threatened to leave. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You're not leaving. You're giving this to me. You're going to do it again. And because they had not invested the amount of time that, that was needed to fully memorize their dialogue. Yeah. And so I that's bet that's why Oscar it. Isaac excelled at because he's used to school Juilliard where, you know, well, he hadn't gone to Juilliard yet. Oh, yeah. he was still at New World School. He was still at New World School, which was in Miami, which was a yeah. performing arts school. I, I th I'm pretty sure that's where he was beforehand. So but he had gotten accepted to Juilliard. So um, so he had already, you know, so he was he only had a couple lines. He, he was his wasn't like a giant thing in that particular yeah. movie. But um, but some of those people had some serious monologues and they needed to knock it out of, out of the park flawlessly. And, uh, yeah, but we, I mean, obviously we cast it, we got the people, but it was, uh, yeah. there was some fun, <laughs> there was some fun scenes in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I like him. Yeah, it's funny. Sad. It's funny guy. He's big. He's six, sad. four, uh, Barry. He's a big guy. Really? Oh, I yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that either. You walk in, I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> really? Wow. Um, yeah, no, this, uh, to me, that just shows how important it is to train the voice and to train so that you can speed up, go fast, you know, train your memory, train your memory yeah. as well. I as would well. tell actors, pick up the newspaper or a magazine and just memorize a random paragraph that that, you know, not dialogue but some random paragraph and they look at me and I go, it's to practice your memorization skills because your memory, and while the memorization skill is not necessarily acting. It's just, it's a, that you, is a you skill have to do it. That is, you know, some of the skills, the ancillary skills that are important for actors are memorization skills, being able to calm yourself. You mentioned meditation earlier whatever it takes. Um, I, I have a friend 
who teaches a class or you know she's a friend now she teaches a class and it's called hypnosis for actors and while the word hypnosis sounds kind of like woo woo it's not really we we don't put a, a pendulum in front of you and but it's training the brain not to be nervous it her whole course talks about memorization skills being calm when you audition being calm when you get to the set i mean if you were working on a set with two or three names i i did a, a movie once where i had some big names on the set and they didn't want me just to audition people they wanted to see reels of people to see who else they had worked with to know that they weren't going to freak out when jack nicholson walked on the set or michael yeah, you gotta be you yeah. gotta be you gotta be the same way you can't go oh my god it's oh my god Right. You've got to be able to uh, yeah. not not fangirl, you know, when yeah. when Jennifer Lopez is in the scene with you. Yeah. Uh, I did a movie early on with or look Jennifer her in Lopez. the eyes. Yeah, she was one of the uh, it was one of her first movies, Jennifer Lopez and Jack Nicholson and Michael Caine. And they were like, we, we want to make sure that the actors we book are going to be able to stand up against these people yeah. and not crumble. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it, it's important. And and you mentioned hypnosis. That's something that, that I've I've looked at because you're talking to the subconscious, which is extremely important for actors. She talks um, about the subconscious mind. Big. Yeah. You're right. She um, she has a whole I, thing. When, when I when I get a script, I, I write I write out note cards. I put my my line and then the, the other line. If they're really long, the other line, I'll like shorten it a little bit and then I'll mm -hmm. record it, record the, the thing, listen to the lines. Mm -hmm. Then I'll put a space in between it mm -hmm. and have the line afterwards. So you're getting the auditory and the visual and the and the written form of it. Right. You gotta do all of them. You have to do it takes. all. And and I always think whatever works. You exactly. know, there's no right or wrong. There and do is... it in different places. Don't yeah. get used to just being in your bedroom or in the bathroom because then you'll get stuck in, when you go, when they bring you into the casting office, like, oh wait, the, the air is different here. We have to change it, you know? So it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird business. Tell, yeah. tell me a little bit. So you got your master's. I did in something involved with this. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I did. I, I will. Um, I had always wanted a PhD. I don't know. I, I haven't gotten that yet, but, but I knew I had to get a, a master's, you know, beforehand. So I went to um, a college where I, um, where I live because I wanted to be able to study something pertaining to the psychology of actors. And they had something called, um, well, it was, it was a drama therapy track. Mm -hmm. So drama therapy is therapy, but using drama exercises. So you've heard of art therapy or music therapy where, you know, people are drawing or painting and they, they do therapy through art or they do. Well, this is doing therapy through 
ex acting exercises. I mean, we studied Stanislavski. We said we, you know, we studied um, Eisenhower. It, it was it was so fascinating. And so um, when I and the, it was not in which I think it should have been. It was not in the department of psychology. It was under the heading of education. So I actually have my master's in education. Um, but when I heard about this, I said, I mean, it totally resonated with me. And I said, I'm going to study that. So I went to school. The head of the department, a lovely man, had been an artistic director of a theater whom I had known in years past. And then he went back, he got his PhD and, and I had lunch, I had Starbucks with him actually. And uh, I said, well, let me talk to you about this. So we met and he goes, I, I think you'd be great for this program. And I said, oh, I, I don't know. I got scared. He goes, well, you'll be okay. So I took one class at a time. I didn't, because at the time that I got my master's, I was casting burn notice. I was casting the glades and I was casting magic city. I was doing three times. You know, what do they, what do they say? If you want to get something done, ask a busy person. You've probably yep. heard that. Oh yeah. Talk about, talk about busy. So my, I had a daughter who was uh, at the time eight, nine years old. So she was, you know, young and I was casting three television series. And at the time I would go to the, the office of those particular series to do callbacks because nothing was on the way it is now. Now, as soon as we hang up, I'm going to watch a bunch of videos. I'm going to create a link. Boom, I'm going to send it to my client and he'll book people that way. So, um, so I, it took me three years to finish this master's, but I was diligent. What, like, you know, just st stayed the course one class at a time, one class at a time. I worked so hard on that. I worked so hard. Every paper I wrote, I mean, I labored over. I spent hours and hours and hours and hours and um, always had the thesaurus. And I mean, I wrote papers. I never knew that I could write papers. And one of the papers I wrote, which, which was really fascinating about actors, was based on a psychological term called the myth of normality. And what that's about, which is interesting. So the myth of normality is a psychological term talking about you know what normal is, what the myth of, of being normal is. So instead I told the professor, I said, I wanna write this all about actors. And the thing with actors that I discovered, which I mean, we all know, but I kind of like, you know, delved into it is that a normal person auditions or interviews for a job. You might interview for a job at IBM or a job at Target or a job, wherever, a bank. You, you interview, you interview, you interview, you interview, you interview, and you finally get a job and you have a job and you work 10 years, 20 years, you have a job yeah. with an actor. You audition, you audition, you audition, you audition, you, you finally get a job, you work a day. Maybe and then you go back and do it again. <laughs> and it, it, it doesn't stop. So you have yeah. to have a different mindset when you audition. You have to just know this is part of the process. And every job interview or every 
audition that you have is just another opportunity. And your job is auditioning. That's your job. Your job is auditioning. And once you, once you do your job well, then you get the prize, which is you book the job. Yeah. But your job is an actor. <laughs> and then you start all over again. Yep. Right. So, so there's always, um, there's always, you know, everything's always a little tentative. And sometimes you book a day and sometimes you book a week and sometimes you book a month. You know, there might be ongoing for know. six months. That's why I got to stay positive. Yeah, you, you, you see, I mean, people don't realize casting directors and actors are very alike and very that alike. we're always kind of hunting for jobs. Always. I just finished casting a television series for Warner Brothers. Uh, it's going to be mm. on Apple TV starring Vince Vaughn. Uh, you know, it's in pre-production right now. So who knows what will happen? The creators of this show are the same people who created the, the Emmy Award winning Ted Lasso. So yeah, you know that they've got some, you know, credibility. And of course, they've yeah. cast other, or they've, they've written other shows as well. I have been on this show for seven and a half, eight months, eight months, yeah. eight months. I had a steady job for eight months. That's yeah. huge. Today I'm doing a movie and I'll work on that for a couple of weeks. And then I just finished a commercial, you know, and, 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 yeah. and so it goes. The normal person would freak out if, yeah. if their job yeah. lasted a week or two or eight months and it was over. Eight months to me, whoa, that's you. Can you imagine booking a television show? Yeah, and you that's have to great. Work on eight months. So, so it's a matter of perspective. You know, um, to me, eight months working on a job is huge to the average person who would book a job. If they were told, yeah, the job's only going to last for eight months, they'd be in panic mode. I'm thrilled. Yeah. We learned to adjust. And drama therapy was something that was so fascinating, so fascinating to me to get into the, the psyche. It's just to reframe things. You've got to reframe yeah. them. You know, every time you audition for something, you look at it as an opportunity. So, not a panic situation. Yeah, and if it's an opportunity. Show up prepared to do do what you prepared and show that you mm -hmm. didn't prepare, then that's your problem right there. There you go. <laughs> Nobody can uh -huh. help you with that. That's right. We, we we can't help you with that. Um. So wrapping up here. Thank you so much. This has been oh, the like. Thank you. This has been so much fun. Oh, um, thank you. Do you do you have a beginning of the day routine? I do. Um, I get up early. I'm, I don't get up at five o'clock early. Um, it's anywhere between 6.30 and 7.30, depending. Um, I get up. I, there's, I have an accountability group that I've had for a couple of years. And we meet every other Tuesday morning. I have a group coaching program that I work with a group of actors. We do that every Monday morning, you know, I, I like my mornings. Um, some mornings um, there are this, this is exercise class that I participate in that meets 
four mornings a week. So I try to go to that a few mornings a week. You know, I, I, I have um, always have something. I usually don't plan a Zoom or a business thing until after 10, you know, because I like yeah. my earlier morning to be taken up with uh, reading, uh, catching up on emails, you know, that sort of thing. I don't sleep yeah. late. I'm not a, you know, a late sleeper. I like yeah. to get up early, straighten up, make myself some breakfast, you know, just get the day organized and then, um, and then off I go and, and answer, answer emails if I can, you know, and get, get that taken care of. Yeah. I'm, I don't, I know some people like, Oh, I got up at five o'clock in the morning and we had a challenge. I was in a mentorship program. I was one of the mentor. I, I, I mean, I was one of the mentees. Um, and so we were a group and the, some of the guys in the group decided that they were going to do something because there's, there's a lot of studies, you know, get up really, 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 really early and you can accomplish so much. And they said they were going to get up at four 30 in the morning. And so by the time you would normally get up at like seven or seven 30, you had all this work done. And I said to them, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that, you know, but I thought of it. I thought, you know, that, that might be something fun. I like walking early in the morning, like around mm. 630. I like to walk, even if it's just a half an hour and it's kind of like my, my meditation time. So I do that quite often. Um, just to like process. And it's funny cause I'll do that. And then I'll come home and my husband will be in the house and I'll come in and I'll like launch you know what we should do and we should do this because he goes oh ho, 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 ho. you know because i've got all this energy yeah. and all this stuff in my brain i do a lot of positive affirmations i do a lot of visualizations i'm really into that so but i also before i do that i need to get really really clear on what i want so there are certain things that i have to get really clear on what i want and then I create the whole visualization around it. And I, I create, you know, I create everything around that. That's just, just what I do. I'm really big on staying healthy, eating healthy, um, exercising, not crazy exercise where I'm going to hurt myself, but just to move, to move, you know, constantly moving. Um, some days it may be cleaning my house, you know, bending down, standing up scrubbing you know that's also an exercise thing you know because you're you're using yeah. muscles you may not have used so so yeah. if like today is a cleaning day i say to myself okay that's the exercise that my and i really like get into it so that i know that i'm and i'll tell you yeah. oh my back hurts today oh yeah because i was down <laughs> on my floors scrubbing the floor and getting the corners and you know yeah. that sort of thing so um yeah Interesting. So that's, yeah do you have a nighttime routine do I have a nighttime routine? You know, I am a great sleeper. My friends are very jealous. If I tell you I need to be asleep at 11, you can set your watch. I will be asleep at 11. I, I'm out. So what I started doing at night, you know, I'll eat dinner and once again, check my emails. And, and But what I started doing at night, just because it's, fun and it's mindless is I watch game shows. I mean, it, it gets me go, but to get to, cause I've read and we all know, I don't want to go to bed at night after watching horrible news 
or car crashes and 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 wars in 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 countries yeah. because then you dream about that stuff yeah you For, really do you always always set your last thing of what you want to be what yeah. you're going to go to bed with right you know either so I watch question a lot right i watch a lot of family feud i love family feud with richard dawson <laughs> not well poor richard dawson's no more now it's steve harvey i know steve harvey is uh has taken over the reins and he's very good and he's very funny. And, um, and I play, you know, I play, I, I watch maybe two shows and mm. then it's, it gets started to get late. And then I, all right, I gotta go to bed. I gotta drag myself to bed. And um, I try not to stay up too, too late. Cause I love getting up early in the morning. I love getting up early yeah. in the morning because if I can get up early and I can get going and I can do some exercise and eat right, my day is great. If I, and I rarely, rarely wake up exhausted, you know, I, yeah. that's, that's usually, I usually wake up, I'm awake, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't do caffeine. Uh, yeah, I, don't I, I don't do sugar. Sugar makes me like jittery. I don't drink alcohol. I don't, you know, I do, I don't do the chemicals. I don't drink soda. You know, I, I, I keep myself pretty clean because I used to do a bunch of that stuff and I, especially sugar, sugar was my downfall. Mm. And I, so I would eat like a big bowl of, I don't do dairy, but it would still be, you know, non-dairy ice cream, which had sugar in yeah. it and chocolate sauce, which was non-dairy, but it had sugar. Tons in of it. sugar. That's what and literally <laughs> I would, I would wake up with a sugar hangover. Really? And that was really hard to like shake that fog out of my brain. So I've adjusted all of that. And now I wake up in the morning, I'm awake. So I like that. Yeah, interesting. Do, so you kind of already answered this. Do you, what is, what is your meditation? Do you, do you meditate? You know, I don't meditate. I have tried for sure. And I always yeah. end up falling asleep. And somebody said to me, Same well, here. yeah, people do that. They fall asleep. I have in uh, my bedroom, in, in my uh, how one of my houses um i have a sauna mm. you know like a hot box a sauna mm. and i will go into that sauna every night before bed every night before bed i go into the sauna and i i breathe in that dry hot air which i love and and i do my meditation and then i wake up in the sauna because <laughs> i fell asleep oh wow yeah, no, yeah. It, it takes a long time to not fall asleep in meditation. It's very similar to hypnosis. Like you can right. fall asleep. You're at your, your most vulnerable, but it's like, I still work at it. I'm just like, I'm going to get there where, where I want to be. Okay, I think people do. I think people do work at it always. You know, they're always yeah, working to. at it. Yeah. Uh, what are you reading right now? What am I reading? I'm trying to think what's on my nightstand. The four, I mean, I go back, you know, I read and then I go back. Uh, there is, uh, there's a book on my nightstand right now, which I'm rereading for the, I don't know, called Unstoppable. And Unstoppable are stories of people who have accomplished things that they were pretty much told they were not going to accomplish. I always have on my bedside some chicken soup for the soul book. Some chicken soup yeah. for the soul book, because I really 
if if I get into bed and I and I'm not exhausted, I like to read some motivational story. I love motivational stories. Um, so there's a there's a chicken soup for the soul book on my nightstand. There's an unstoppable book. I believe the Four Agreements is on my nightstand. Great book. Um, Great book. So yeah, I've read it before. You know, I'm doing so. So these are books that I've read all read before, and yeah. reading again. Um, those are the kinds of books that I read. They are, um, as opposed to story books. You know, I yeah. like reading books like that because. I think we all need motivation. I think we all need something to keep us going. And too many stories out there are sad stories and depressing stories. Yeah. And if there's nothing that I can do about it, whatever the situation might be, if there's nothing that I can do about it, I don't want to make myself feel like I want to kill myself. You exactly. know? I don't, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, on out there with COVID and with, you know, like big deal stuff. So yeah. I do what I can do. I wear a mask everywhere I go. I will be honest. I wear a mask everywhere I go. I'm one of the few people I should knock on, knock on all my wood. I'm one of the few people that I know that has not gotten COVID yet. Wow, pretty much, that's great. Pretty much everybody I know has gotten. I, I have a maybe four people that I know that haven't five people, like a very small number. Yeah. Um, and then when I ask people, well, how did you get it? Or why did you get it? And they always say pretty much the same thing. I let my guard down. I took my mask off and I was in a room with people that I thought were okay. Yeah. You know, and, and, and some of these people, you know, some of these friends of mine are in their later seventies. And one yeah. friend of mine said, I really thought I was going to die. I thought, I, I thought, okay, this is, this is it. I'm done. Um, another friend of mine, a young guy that I know 30, early thirties, he said to me, I thought I was over. And, you know, and I hear these stories and I don't wallow in it. I don't focus yeah. on it, but I learn from it. And I say, don't let your guard down, Lori. Just don't let your guard down. Wear the mask. I don't care if people give me the stink eye or the side eye. Yeah. Um, if it works for you, it works for you. That's that's right. And and thank God so far, you know. So um, so that's that's my whole thing is just to try to stay positive. Um, I believe in a higher power, you know, something out yeah. there in the universe that is bigger than I am. I um, I try to stay, like I said, I try to stay positive. Uh, I try not to look too far in the future. You know, I try to stay in today. Because I've learned in the yeah. past that when I look for through to, for tomorrow, I miss today, and I don't want to panic myself. I used to, I used to wake up in the mornings in sheer panic, sheer panic, like, like the heart beating out of the chest, the stomach all twisty, and the reason I woke up in sheer panic was because of the unknown. I don't and know. That, what and that's the, and that's the worst thing you can do because. If you wake up and you're already starting to think about your problems, you're already you're already thinking outside of yourself. Yeah, you're already thinking about what is this? How's, things that haven't happened yet. Instead of and that didn't and serve me family. well. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Last question: What are you watching now? Oh well, besides my Family Feud, besides my game shows, 
my family yeah. feud, my my hundred thousand dollar pyramid, my wheel of fortune, and my America says, which somebody just got me into. So those are my my. Oh, and I actually just watched something called something puzzle with uh, Leah Remini. Um, I watched it a couple times. It, it's it brain trains. Um, Interesting. I am almost like. Do I say this? I watched Schitt's Creek. Recently. <laughs> fourth time yeah i saw that I, when i, I was doing my research you, you yeah love that. for the fourth time <laughs> and again it's heartfelt it's yeah. uplifting it's heartwarming you cry you laugh i also watched the whole season of ted lasso which is another I watch that i need to watch yeah that. that's that's good that's lasso. that's good that's and the acting amazing um, I love watching, you know, I love watching good acting, obviously. Um, and then, um, and then what I do is I go on Netflix and I, I pick, you know, I watch a bunch of trailers. And then, so the other night, two nights ago, I guess it was, I, I, I saw the trailer for uh, Molly's Game. And I was like, you know, good actors, let's watch. So I just watched that the other night. Um, okay. I've started, I've started like, different shows like i started watching the queen's gambit and i watched a mm, couple of episodes but it was that. so it was like sad and yeah. depressing and <laughs> and i was like okay I, I i'm just you know between she was a poor little girl and you know abused and the drug addiction and alcohol addiction and i was like oh, i think i can't i think i can't do this you know i try to watch yeah. Even though um, Molly's game was pretty intense, but yeah. but it was it was just a movie. It wasn't like we, we, you know episode after episode after episode. Um, so I I truly try to to watch things that are feel yeah. good, are things that are going to make me feel good when I'm done watching them. Um, that are a little quirky, that are a little funny. I yeah. I'll tell you what I did at Christmas time. I mean we're we're in August oh, already, almost September. I mean, I'm sure I'll do it again. I made myself a little um, challenge. I said, every single day in the month of December, I'm going to watch one Hallmark or Hallmark type movie, a Christmas movie, you know, one of those Hallmark type Christmas yeah. movies every day. And I did. My father, I was, that's all he does is watch the Hallmark channel. It made Hallmark, me feel so Hallmark. good. <laughs> yeah, and I've cast I've cast a bunch of Hallmark movies. I know you have. And they're fun. They're nice to read. I just I'm just nice. casting like right now. I read the script a couple of nights ago. I cried. I was like, mm, it was good. You know, the boy and the girl, they always get together. And you know that. They're they're also very formula. You know that, but you still, mm, you know. It can so work. um make it work. Yeah. Yeah, make it work. So that's, that's All nice. right. All right, that's great. Um, thank you so much. How can people reach you? Oh, well, go on my website, theorganicactor.com. Right, so theorganicactor.com is my website, which I'm actually in the process of getting, you know, taking things out, editing it because some some agents are not in business. You know, I, I'm trying to rearrange. So, yeah. but it's still good. And and feel free to sign up for the newsletter because the first Thursday of every month is my Lori Wyman's office hours. There's also, I also have a Facebook page for that. 
And the Facebook page is called Lori Wyman's Office Hours. And I've got a nice group of people. I've got a good couple few thousand people. Um, I like to keep it a little more intimate so that I can I can respond to people and hi and how yeah. are you and that sort of thing. You know, I like, they to, don't want I like, like to, 60 people in there. <laughs> there's, there's like, well, I have like 2,500, but still I, I, you know, I, I, I'm in there. I respond, I post. So I've got Lori Wyman's office hours on Thursdays. I also have the Lori Wyman's office hours, Facebook page and uh, the organic and sign up for the newsletter. So there's ways there's, you know, there's ways to stay in touch. So. All right. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you for asking. Okay, that about does it. I want to thank my guest, Lori Wyman. Lori S. Wyman, you would find in the book, The Organic Actor. I suggest you check it out. Now you can see the whole thing as one long episode or watch it in parts. Um, I thank you for listening. As always, you can find me at Justin Yance. And uh, if you have anybody you would like me to interview, please, you know, you know, DM me, Instagram me. You can find me. And uh, I will see you next time on the DMF. <laughs>